welcome to Misinformation, the trivia podcast for ladies and gents who love cool trivia and sticking it to annoying teams at Pub Quiz. I'm, we're your hosts. I'm also a host. We're your hosts. I'm Lauren. <laughs> and I'm Julia. <laughs> Sorry, I got, I Hello, got distracted. I'm a host. Yes. <laughs> I forgot what we were doing for like a brief second. It, yeah, it happens. You go on a pilot and <laughs> yeah. you hear yourself talking but your brain is like up yeah here. doing other things yeah You're like what I, am i saying it right happens now? a lot when i'm presenting for work yeah giving tours and things about oh, things you talk about all the definitely. time you're like, I have my 15 minute spiel down. I hope you do not interrupt me because <laughs> yeah, then this I is what I'm saying. Screwed. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. When I talk about Rattlesnake Pete and his Ooh. rattlesnake jacket. Yeah. I go fully into autopilot because I talked <laughs> about that ad nauseum for a good six months. Right. Last year. So. Right. So, yeah. Um, so anyway, how are you, Julia? I'm great. Great. I, it's it's. When I went to Wegmans this uh-huh. week, they had the cinnamon brooms out already. <gasps> the like cinnamon brooms. That that and the mums are like that's fall that's the coming. Sign. Oh, so beautiful. I had uh, I had a very important meeting this afternoon. Uh-huh. I have an embarrassing story. Okay, I had a very important meeting this afternoon, and uh, I wore long sleeve because it's been cooler, mm-hmm. and I wore pants. And I was like five minutes. I got to run out the door, and I like did a quick like. Um, like mirror check. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, how do I look? Everything looked good. And then I noticed you could see my hot pink underwear straight through my pants. Mm-hmm. I was horrified. Mm-hmm. Horrified. Because if I had not done that mirror check, Ugh. so embarrassing. <laughs> so embarrassing. So I had to run upstairs and like change my underwear um, for boring reasons. So, Trivia hosts. Tri- they're just like us. <laughs> just like you guys. <laughs> I wear hot pink underwear accidentally with like light gray pants, like a fool. <laughs> also, those pants were too tight. I should not have worn those. <laughs> they were very uncomfortable around the old girth. Um, anyway, what was I talking about? Oh, uh, so today <laughs> I'm going to be talking about, um, so, you know, I did the gemstones episode. Oh, yeah. The wildly very popular, popular gemstones episode. Diamonds. Diamonds. Um, I, I have decided to extend that to a certain extent, Mm -hmm. um, to something slightly more boring, uh, which is precious metals. At least they're precious metals. Yeah. They're, they're like shiny and beautiful. At least you're not just talking about like those rows of the periodic table. Oh yeah, where are you? Although no, I mean, (laughs) I did have to like when I was doing my research, I did go to something, some website called like um, Periodic Web or Web Uh Periodic Table or something like that. And it's a cool, like it's a great website. You click on the the element Mm -hmm. in the periodic table, and then it comes up with like a whole page, and they even have like a cutesy cartoon and that whole thing. So that was interesting. But I did have to like, I don't know anything about the periodic table. So when I was looking for like gold, I was like. Gold, 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 like trying to find it. <laughs> I didn't know what any of the numbers were or anything like that. So um, what I'm trying to say is scientists out there, I apologize. Um, so I'm just going to start at the beginning. It's we're a very good talk, place to start. It's a very good place to start. Uh, I'm going to talk about what a precious metal is. Okay. Okay. So a precious metal is a rare, naturally occurring metallic chemical element of high value. Uh, they are usually ductile. And have a high luster. Ductile. Ductile. So ductile, I remember this from like way back in elementary school when we were talking about like 
rocks and minerals and metals is like malleable and ductile. And they both mean flexible to a certain extent, but they're flexible in different ways. So malleable means that it's able to be like pounded out Mm -hmm. boom, Mm -hmm. and shaped into different things. Um, And then ductile means that it is able to be formed without rupture. So it can be molded around something, kind of like a balloon. Like a balloon is ductile. You can fill it with air without it blowing up, except to a certain certain Mm -hmm. extent. So when a metal is ductile, it means that it's able to be kind of um, pushed to the limits of its plasticity. So there you go. Um, Historically, precious metals were important as currency, but are now regarded mainly as investment and industrial commodities. So unlike gemstones... Diamonds are very common, but they're expensive because we all decided diamonds are expensive. Right. Um, Precious metals are expensive because, in fact, they are rare. So it's more of a, like, a real reason why they're expensive (laughs) (laughs) as opposed to diamonds. So the best known precious metals are the coinage metals, which are gold and silver. So I'll talk about those. Yeah, yeah. Um, Although both have industrial uses, they are better known for their uses in art, jewelry, and coinage. Other precious metals include the platinum group metals. You ready for these? Ruthenium, rhodium, palladium, osmium, iridium, and platinum, of which platinum is the most widely traded. These are all stripper names. These are all stripper names. Oh, my God. Could you imagine? Gentlemen, welcome to the stage. Rhodium. Yes, girl. Work, work, work. Okay. Um, We should do that. What if we did like, what if we called our strip club? No, Ooh, hear me out. What? What if we called our strip club Precious Metals? <laughs> and all of our girls had to take a metal name. But the but the men also have to do Oh, it. the men also titanium have to Titanium is a man. No, but titanium is 100% a dude. Yes, please. <laughs> yeah. And they only dance to metal music, like heavy oh. metal or hair metal. Oh. I think you might have something I here. know. Warren's Cherry Pie. That is a stripper song. We should. <laughs> I love. We this should idea. probably rewatch Magic Mike XXL just ha- to like learn the yeah. basics, learn the business of running a strip club. Yeah, exactly. In fact, we need to have. I actually have had at least two requests in the past several weeks of having another Magic Mike XXL watching party. <laughs> so that's something we can talk about offline. Yeah, but we need to have that anyway. Okay. What was anyway, I talking about? Uh, Stripping metals. Uh, okay. Platinum, <laughs> platinum family. Platinum, uh, what are they called? Platinum group. Um, so they, <laughs> so the precious metals, the demand for precious metals is driven not only by their practical use because they're very useful in industrial applications, but also by their role as investments in a store of value. So you can invest, as you had mentioned in a previous episode, mm-hmm. in gold and silver. Yes. Um, this apparently is something that people still do. <laughs> What people? I don't know. People with money. I imagine people with money who live out West. I feel like Westerners Mm -hmm. and listeners Mm -hmm. who live out West, if we have any, I don't know if we have any, we haven't had anybody like write to us. It's like East coast and over. (laughs) The dividing line. Yeah. The dividing line is like the Mississippi river. Yeah. (laughs) All of our listeners. And then just keep going East until you hit Australia and then stop. (laughs) That's a weird gap. So if you're, if you are, if you are west of the Mississippi and you listen to this episode, please reach out to us. I think we have a couple Californians. Oh, okay. California. Hey, that's a gold rush state. Um, <laughs> please tell us if you have invested in, in piles of precious metals. Gold bullion. Yeah. So um, <laughs> an example, and I've talked about this in the gemstones episode, but I'm going to kind of um, expand upon it. An initially precious metal that became common is aluminum. 
Aluminium. Aluminium. In fact, uh, one of the research places that I, uh, I like found this research kept spelling it in the British way with the I aluminium and I U M. Um, and, uh, word document did not like that. So, uh, while aluminum is the third most abundant element and most abundant metal in the earth's crust, it was at first found to be exceedingly difficult to extract the metal from its various non-metallic ores. So the great expense of refining the metal made the small available quantity of pure aluminum more valuable than gold. Uh, bars of aluminum were exhibited at the Ex- Exposition Universelle of 1855, and Napoleon III's most important guests were given aluminum cutlery, while those less worthy dined on silver. <laughs> uh, mere silver. Uh, yeah, I know. So gauche. Uh, in 1884, the pyramidal capstone of the Washington Monument was cast out of 100 ounces of pure aluminum, which was like a big deal. And I mentioned that in the previous episode. Mm-hmm. Um, by that time, aluminum was as expensive as silver. So s- slightly cheaper, but still like okay. the hotness. Um, the statue of Anteros atop the Shaftesbury Memorial Fountain in London's Piccadilly Cir- Circus is also of cast aluminum. Um, over time, however, the price of the metal has dropped, as you know. Since uh, we just throw it away yeah we just we literally just throw it away um the dawn of commercial electric generation in 1882 uh caused the process the price of aluminum to drop substantially over a short period of time so that's why aluminum is just like who cares okay we're gonna talk about gold 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 is bold uh right now gold is uh is worth one thousand one hundred ninety six dollars and ninety cents per ounce uh, as of this recording. That's a troy ounce. That's a troy ounce, exactly. Thank you. Um, gold is a chemical element with the symbol AU from Latin, ar- arum, A-U-R-U-M. Uh, that is the Latin word for gold. So it's just snake eats tail on that one. Uh, the atomic number of it is 79. It makes it one of the higher atomic number elements that occur naturally. Um, in its purest form, it is a bright, slightly reddish yellow, dense, soft, malleable, and, as previously mentioned, ductile metal. Uh, it is one of the least reactive chemical elements and is solid under standard conditions. So being least reactive means that it doesn't um, oxidize mm-hmm. um, and it doesn't tarnish. And it also doesn't, when it interacts with like other metals and things, it doesn't get, like, it doesn't freak out. Yeah. Um, and that is why... At work, Steve uses gold a lot. Uh, in fact, they buy like ingots of it. Like it's so weird. <laughs> he was like, "Yeah, I've I've personally oversaw the purchase of like over a hundred thousand dollars worth of gold, which is so crazy. It makes it sound like he sits on a throne yeah. of money, um, but it's literally so that they can." grow solar cells wow and i mean they're not the only ones like any yeah. company or institution that grows solar cells uses gold but it's just such a weird thing um gold often occurs in free elemental form which means that it's native so it it's like uh you can just you find it yeah you can just find it it's not like alloyed with something else you don't have to put it under a chemical process to extract it from something else um, it is found as nuggets or grains in rocks, in veins, and in alluvial deposits, which is like when water enters a space and then leaves it. Uh, gold is resistant to most acids. Uh, gold is insoluble in nitric acid, which dissolves silver and base metals, a property that has long been used to refine gold and to confirm the presence of gold in metallic objects, giving rise to the term acid test. So when you talk about an acid test... So you're literally dipping in an acid to 
burn away everything else. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you might lose. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, gold also dissolves in alkaline solutions of cyanide, which are used in mining and electroplating. Uh, a relatively rare element, gold is a precious metal that has been used for coinage, jewelry, and other arts throughout recorded history. In the past, a gold standard was often implemented as a monetary policy, but gold coins ceased to be minted as a circulating currency in the 1930s. And the world gold standard was abandoned for a fiat currency system after 1971, as you had mentioned yes. in a previous episode. William Jennings Bryan episode. William Jennings Bryan, the um, biggest loser. In high school, we learned that the like the chemical symbol for gold is AU. And mm-hmm. to remember that it's AU, come back here with my gold. <laughs> That's adorable. Um, a total of 186,700 tons of gold exist above ground as of 2015. How do they know that? I don't know. I don't know. Like, it's, I think it's an estimate probably. Okay. Um, the world consumption of new gold produced is about 50% jewelry, 40% in investments, and 10% in industry. So gold is still primarily used in jewelry making. Okay. Uh, gold's high malleability, ductility, resistance to corrosion, and most other chemical reactions and conductivity of electricity have led to its continued use in corrosion-resistant electrical connectors and all types of computerized devices, uh, which is its chief industrial use. Uh, Gold is also used in infrared shielding, colored glass production, gold leafing, and tooth restoration. I was just going to ask, do they still do gold teeth? Yeah, because gold, um, again, it's not reactive to other other things. including other metals and other like solutions. So like other metals that you use might um, eventually start to dissolve in stomach acid and saliva, Mm. which is a gross thing to think about. But I mean, we have a kind of an acidic Mm -hmm. mouth system. Mm. Mm. Uh, So yeah, so gold. Um, Certain gold salts are still used as anti-inflammatories in medicine. As of 2016, the world's largest gold producer by far was China with 450 tons per year. Wow. Um, So gold is the most malleable of all metals. A single gram can be beaten into a sheet of one square meter and an ounce ounce into 300 square feet. (gasps) Yeah, which is kind of crazy. But if you think about gold leaf, it's like so thin. It's like nothing. As you're thinking about when... People eat it too. Yeah. It's and, weird. And gold is, um, what's the word? Inert. Mm-hmm. So that's why you can eat it because it doesn't do, do anything, anything in you. your body. Mm-hmm. It just kind of like hangs out until it's ready to go. Um, and uh, gold leaf actually can be beaten even thinner uh, enough to become semi-transparent, which is kind of crazy. Um, the transmitted light appears greenish blue because because gold strongly reflects yellow and red. Mm. Um, uh, such semi-transparent sheets are uh, also strongly reflect infrared light, making them useful as heat shields and visors um, and in sun visors for spacesuits. Oh, so, wow. you know, that famous photograph um, of, oh my goodness, I think it's Gene Siernan because it's a color photograph of the early 1970s. And it's, yeah. and his visor looks... Like a bronzish. Yeah, it looks bronzish. And that's because that's actually like a thin sheet of gold Whoa. leaf to protect him from the that's sun's cool. rays. Isn't that cool? Um, gold is also a good conductor of heat and electricity. So let's talk about like rose gold. Ooh, yeah. Which is a real ass thing. I didn't realize. I thought it was just kind of like, I don't know. They like painted it or something. I didn't really think, I guess I didn't really think that hard. Um, uh, whereas most metals are gray or silvery white, gold is slightly reddish yellow, as I had mentioned. 
Common colored gold alloys include the distinctive 18 karat rose gold created by the addition of copper. Yeah. Which makes sense. Uh, alloys containing palladium or nickel are also important in commercial jewelry as those produce white gold alloys. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, 14 karat gold copper alloy is nearly identical in color to certain bronze alloys and both may be used to produce police and other badges. Hmm. Oh, neat. Yeah. I always assumed that was bronze, but I guess those are, um, that's usually gold. Yeah. Like gold alloy. Wow. Uh, white gold alloys can be made with palladium or nickel. 14 and 18 karat gold alloys with silver alone appear greenish yellow and are referred to as green gold, which I had never heard of. Ooh. Can you tell us which kind of carrots is best? What kind of carrots? Yeah. So um, I 24 carat is like pure gold. Okay. And you don't want to, and when someone says, oh, this, you know, my ring is 24 karat gold, you can call bullshit on that. <gasps> because 24 carat, that's like super soft. Like you don't, no oh. one, you're not going to get 24 karat gold from wow. a jewelry company. Okay. So yeah, 24 karat gold is not, like you don't want that. Because hmm. um, it it's too soft. Because it's too soft. Okay. So it, it seems to be like 18 karat to 22 karat seems to be like best for okay. jewelry. Because it's still like enough gold where it's it's a uh, valuable yes, um, but it's it has enough of another metal, stronger metal, an alloy uh, that can keep it strong and durable. So, so if you, the number is lower, that probably means there's more other metal mixed yes. in. Um, so the idea is that it's twenty four carat is like tw- all twenty four parts are okay. gold. So it ends up being like 99.9% pure gold or something insane like that. So if someone says they have like a 32 karat gold yeah. ring, they're lying. They are lying because that's not a real thing. It's up 24 to 24%. Yeah. Great. Um, so usually it's um, other metals like copper or silver because they're stronger metals. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Uh, blue gold can be made by alloying with iron. And purple gold can be made by alloying. Purple gold? Yeah. With aluminum. Purple gold, blue gold, I've green gold. I've never seen purple I've or never blue seen that gold. either. You know what? I'm going to do some looking up of what these look like. Because it sounds pretty, but I bet it's not. Oh. <laughs> um, Probably like a chocolate diamond. Yeah, like a chocolate diamond. Because a chocolate diamond sounds so beautiful and delicious, but it's actually hideous. <laughs> um, yeah, because you'd think purple gold or blue gold sounds That's so fancy. That's the next fancy. millennial trend. Yeah. If it's, if it's pretty, it's going to be next. Rose yeah. gold will be passe by tomorrow. Yeah. You know what? I'm going to look it up right now. Here we go. Blue gold. Here's a picture. Images. Oh my God. It's beautiful. <laughs> it's that's so not, gorgeous. That's not gold. No. What? That's so. Oh. It's so beautiful. There's also a water company called Blue Gold, apparently. <laughs> Please take oh my this God. opportunity to Google. Blue, blue gold. gold. Oh, it's just so gorgeous. Oh, I'm so, I'm so taken. You're just playing along with us. Yeah. If you're playing along, look up blue gold. It's crazy. Um, okay. Uh, less commonly addition of manganese, aluminum, indium, and other elements can produce more unusual colors of gold for various applications. Ooh. So there you go. Um, so this is interesting. You know, the golden fleece of Jason and the Argonauts. Yes. Um, one suggestion of like why it's the golden fleece. I guess I never, th- again, I never thought about it. Like I just thought it was like a yellow sheep, like a okay. darkish sheep color. Um, uh, it's actually like a consequence of gold mining. 
So there are suggestions that perhaps 1,500 years ago, sheep fleeces were stretched out over wooden frames and then submerged in streams. And then gold particles swept down from upstream um, and then deposits would then become embedded in the sheepskin. Like pan for gold, but with a sheepskin? So you'd fleece for gold. Really? And I think it's because like sheep wool is very dense. Have you ever like Mm -hmm. petted a sheep? Mm -hmm. It's First of all, it's an incredible experience. (laughs) Um... (laughs) Your so hands are just dis- so soft. Oh, they disappear. Um, but it's the very- lanolin. Oh, the lanolin. Your hands come out so soft. Uh, <laughs> but their fur, their fur, their wool is very thick and dense. Mm-hmm. So I imagine like water can flow through it, but I imagine it's a very good filtration system. Wow. So there you go. Never uh, thought of that. So then the fleeces were then dried in trees uh, before shaking or combing the gold out. So you would just like, when it's, once it's dry, you'd just be like, shh, 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 shh. and then pres- presumably gold particles would fall out. Um, perhaps such methods possibly predated panning of gold from river sands. Whoa. So you heard it here first. Mine folks. is blown. All right. Silver. Uh, it is currently at a measly $14.83 an ounce right now. Woof. Yeah. It's really, so if you are investing in silver... You're doing sell, it sell, wrong. Sell. Yeah. Buy gold. It is going up. Um, silver is a chemical element with the symbol AG from the Latin argentum, derived from the Proto Indo European word, which means shiny Ooh, or white. You learned that from AG. You see my silver? <laughs> Did you just make that up now, or is no, that a real thing? That's the other thing. Is that the other thing? That's the other one. AU, give me my gold. <laughs> AG, you see my silver? Is this is this the origination of you really loving a mnemonic device? I've learned a, I've loved mnemonics from a young age. Oh yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. It's, it's that's a how I remember, remember a lot of things, <laughs> and none of a lot of them don't make sense if I explain them to other people. So, I mean, it's so internal, this podcast yeah. is like I hold back some days. This is a, like when I had to learn all the country's capitals. Like, there's ones that I have connections to that will never make sense to anyone else. No, but you know what? That doesn't matter. As long as you remember it, who cares how you get there? You know, as long as it's accurate, whatever. You're, you know what? No judgment here. And there's no judgment in the listener universe I hope that we not. are in. No. And you know what? They can't talk to you right now about it anyway. So anyway, get some emails. AG. AG. You got my silver? You got my silver? Uh, it is atomic number 47. It is a soft, white, lustrous transition metal and it exhibits the highest electrical conductivity thermal conductivity and reflectivity of any metal oh it's the highest yeah i guess i thought copper was the highest um it but it's interesting yeah silver but copper is cheaper than silver right okay um silver is found in the earth's crust in the pure free elemental form it's known as native silver and as an alloy with gold and other metals and in minerals such as argentite and Chlorargyrite. I don't know what that is. Chlorargyrite? Chlor- Chlorargyrite. Chlorargyrite. Whew. Yeah, I know. Um, most silver is produced as a byproduct of copper, gold, lead, and zinc refining. Because uh, it alloys so well with other metals. Uh, silver has long been valued as a precious metal. Silver metal is used in many bullion coins, sometimes alongside gold, as you know. While it is more abundant than gold, it is much less abundant as a native metal. So you have to actually process silver more often to get pure silver right yeah um as one of the seven metals of antiquity Hmm. have you heard of this please tell me i i will i will tell you eventually 
I'll tell you a little bit later. Okay. Yeah. A little teaser. A little tease. A little, little, little taste. A moose bouche. I little. knew you were going to say that. <laughs> like, <laughs> as, as my friend Jeff says, a little appetizer. A little appetizer. Uh, silver has had an enduring role in most human cultures. Yeah. The seven metals of antiquity. I'm going to talk about it a little bit later, Kay. but it's cool. Okay. Um, other than in currency and as an investment medium, silver is used in solar panels, water filtration, jewelry, ornaments, high value tableware and utensils, hence the term silverware, uh, in electrical contacts and conductors in specialized mirrors, window coatings, in catalysis of chemical reactions, as a colorant in stained glass and in specialized confectionery. So silver leaf is also used um, in uh, like desserts and things as well as gold. Oh, leaf. I guess I've never seen that. Apparently silver leaf is uh, more popular out East. Oh, um, interesting. In Asian, in certain Asian mm-hmm. countries, uh, silver leaf seems to be very popular to, to kind of garnish um, desserts. Interesting. Yeah. Also, there's a country named after silver. Argentina. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Argentum all the way. Thank you, Latin. Um, that's cool. I imagine they have some nice deposits because of their, um, their rocky coastline. There you go. I mean, I that's an that, assumption. Yeah. We, I mean, we don't know. We haven't been there. Yeah, I haven't if been If you're there. there and you want to fill us in on Argentina. Or fly us out and have us see it <laughs> for ourselves. <laughs> please feel it's free. upper level subscriber. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine? An upper level subscriber is has the privilege of paying for us to fly <laughs> to their hometown. <laughs> you can email us at misinfopod at gmail.com. Um, also silver, as, as you probably know, silver nitrate, um, silver compounds are used in photographic and x-ray film. Oh yeah. Uh, dilute solutions of silver nitrate and other silver compounds are used as disinfectants and they are added to bandages and wound dressing catheters and other medical instruments. Yes. Which I will talk more in depth in just a moment. So in medicine, silver is incorporated into wound dressing. Um, and it's used as an antibiotic coating in medical devices and a lot of medical devices. Um, and it's usually uh, silver sulfadiazine or silver nanomaterials are used to treat external infections. Um, and uh, silver ion is bioactive and in sufficient concentration readily kills bacteria. Nice. So, nice. so what happens is the silver particles, like the nano silver particles, interfere with enzymes in the bacteria that transport nutrients, form structures, synthesize cell walls, and bond with the bacteria's genetic material. So it like kills the bacteria from the inside out. Like it destroys its DNA and like everything about it. Um, so the best part about silver as a disinfectant is that it cannot, mic- microbes cannot develop resistance to silver as they can to antibiotics. Hmm. Um, so silver and silver nanoparticles are used as an antimicrobial in a variety of industrial healthcare and domestic application. Interesting. Isn't that interesting? So for example, a lower end of that would be infusing clothing with nano silver particles, um, which allows clothing to stay odorless for longer. Right. Because the bacteria does not survive in the clothing weave, which I thought was super interesting. Um, so silver compounds are taken up by the body like mercury compounds, but they aren't as they aren't toxic like mercury is. Okay. So your body absorbs mercury very quickly because of the way the size of the, um, the molecules. So that's why like mercury poisoning is, uh, very dangerous because you can get it through your skin as well as like you can breathe right. it in. You can. Yeah. So your body can like take in mercury and it can take in silver, but it's not toxic 
or at least not as toxic as mercury. Um, silver and its alloys are used in cranial surgery to replace bone and silver tin mercury amalgams are used in dentistry. So like silver fillings uh-huh. aren't entirely sil- silver. It's also tin and mercury as well. Uh, yeah. Do you have any fillings? Is that my problem? <laughs> your brain is slowly decaying because of your tiny mercury. No, I think there's like there's stuff. Um, so pure silver metal is used as a food coloring as well. Uh, uh, gray and blue kind of comes uh-huh. from silver. Uh, traditional Pakistani and Indian dishes sometimes include decorative silver foil known as vark. Vark. Uh, vark. V-A-R-K. Uh, and in various other cultures, silver dredge are used to decorate cakes, cookies, and other dessert arm items. So you know about mm-hmm. the dredges. They're the tiny silver balls that um, will will destroy your teeth. Yeah. They're awful. Yeah. I hate them so much. Uh, I used to work at a bakery, and we used to have to put dredges on the cupcakes and things, and... Um, we would have to like taste them to make sure that they were oh. still like good. And it was, oh God, it hurts so bad. That's why you only have half of your teeth. That's why I only have eight teeth in my head. <laughs> we Photoshop every photo of me <laughs> so that it looks like I have all of my Full teeth. Full set. So that's a little, little, a little info from you. us to you. <laughs> Lauren is practically toothless. Okay. Silver is also used for its antibacterial properties for water sanitization. Uh, but the application of this is limited by limits on silver consumption. You can't just like be drinking silver. Can't be like, drinking silver. No. They also can't just shoot you up your blood up with silver when you have an infection. No. No. Oh, why? <laughs> yeah. It's still very X Men to me. Yeah, it is very X Men. I was just about to say that it's very X Men. Um, colloidal silver is similarly used to disinfect closed swimming pools. While it has the advantage of not giving off a smell like hypochlorite treatments do, colloidal silver is not effective enough for more contaminated open swimming pools. Um, and also small silver iodide crystals are used in cloud seeding to cause rain. Just like the thing where they have the pills for the weather and they shoot Yeah. It. Yeah. But I think it's like from a plane. Like they're like, Wait, this is a real thing. Yeah, it's a real ass thing. It's because, again, the particles are so small. They like travel through the cloud. Here we go. Traveling through the cloud. And then the water molecules are like, ooh, I want some of that. So they build themselves around the, and then it, and then the cloud starts to get the water Where together. And then the rain, rain, rain. Where do they induce rain? In, do you think? In places with droughts. I'm, I'm assuming. I've never, I think this is a cartoon. <laughs> think this really it's is a, a real thing, thing. That rain cloud seeding is a real ass thing i don't think it happens often i don't think it happens you know like every day but yeah cloud seeding is a real ass thing if it's not someone tell me misinfobot <laughs> <laughs> at gmail.com um in so in large doses so if you were just to be like yeah shoot me up with that colloidal silver i want to be disinfect like i want to be disinfected just disinfect from the inf- me yeah i, I want to sh- have no bacteria in my body um it can be absorbed into the circulatory system and become deposited in various body tissues uh, so while it is not inherently toxic it doesn't um flush out of your system like yeah gold would uh so this causes argyria which results in a blue grayish pigmentation of the skin, eyes, and mucous membranes. Yeah. Uh, Argyria is rare, and so far as it is known, does not otherwise harm a person's health, though it is disfiguring and usually permanent. How do you know about Argyria? Your skin turns blue. Uh, in seventh grade, I read a story about a man who his hands and armpits were stained blue, and nobody could ever figure out why, and it was like 
something about the silver that he had something from silver in his fillings <gasps> or something oh, had wow. started to leach into his body and then he had Blue, yeah. blue armpits and hands. That makes sense. And they showed a picture. I um I looked at our Jerry up on Wikipedia and they had a picture and it's it looks like um like fro like your hands are freezing. Yeah. You know, like it looks like you're you have frostbite. Frostbite. Yeah. yeah. It's really weird. The eye the eyeballs is weirder. When it's Ugh. somebody's face and eyes, that's even scarier. Oh, man, I'm gonna have to look at And up a I feel like I read an article about that and it was something with colloidal silver. It yeah. had been like administered too heavily to them. Oh my god. That's cool. All right, I'm going to look up some pictures later. <laughs> Maybe we'll post them if they're not too disgusting. Um, FYI, everyone. Has that stopped <laughs> before? No, not, not really. I, I do work with a couple of people who are very squeamish. Mm-hmm. Um, As am I. If I'm... If yeah. I'm not too squeamish for it, then I think the general public... Okay, great. So you will be, be my canary Yeah, I'll be your mind. guide. Okay, because yeah. if... Oh, man. If there is something gross, if someone's like, oh, you want to see something gross? I'm like, yes, Absolutely. And I shut my eyes at TV trailers for oh movies. Oh, my God. <laughs> Have you heard about... Did you hear about that girl who shot her face off and she's like the first face transplant person? What? I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm not going to I'm not gonna show you any pictures, but National Geographic had like a, a picture story of it. I was horrified and fascinated. Oh, my God. Yeah. It's... <laughs> it's great. I mean, it's great because it's a it's an uplifting but also horrifying story. Oh my god, it's so bad. Anyway, yes, anybody who's interested in that kind of thing, National Geographic, the girl who just the youngest person to ever get a face transplant. It's an astounding story. Anyway, we're going on a lot of tangents. I know. Tonight. I'm sorry. This is like, but you know what? They're <laughs> fun tangents. It's uh-huh. fun tangents. Uh-huh. They're informational tangents. <laughs> this isn't just like you know inside jokes all over the place. This is us mm-hmm. preaching the info gospel all right um some (laughs) some silver compounds are very explosive such as the nitrogen compounds silver azide silver amide and silver fulminate how do you how do you know if you how do you know if you have it silver i think you would i think it would be labeled properly i'm assuming i don't think it happens like it doesn't occur naturally (laughs) could you imagine you're like watch out there's silver fulminate in that in, in that pile of dirt don't move anywhere near it. No. Um, <laughs> silver nitrate as well is very explosive. Uh, they can explode on heating, force, drying, illumination, or sometimes spontaneously. Uh, s- salts of silver with strongly oxidizing acids such as silver chlorate and silver nitrate can explode on contact with materials that can be readily oxidized such as organic compounds, sulfur, and soot. So silver nitrate, mm-hmm. um, a lot of early film... Right. And photography film was made with silver nitrate because it gave it oh such beautiful a beautiful luster. Oh, just a beautiful glow. We went to see a movie. Yes. What was the name of it? Do you the remember? The Fallen Idol. The Fallen Idol. It was a in the part of the nitrate picture show from the Eastman House. Yeah. So Eastman, George Eastman Museum here in Rochester, New York, is one of the only places in the country mm-hmm. that is allowed to play nitrate film. Yeah. Like for the general public. And every May, I think, they do the nitrate picture show. Right. And you buy tickets and you can get like a season pass and mm-hmm. go and see every movie that they're playing over the course of the month. Or you can buy individual tickets and see movies. And they're expensive, but it's like, uh, if you're somebody who's a film buff. Oh, yeah. It is it really an incredible experience. You gotta go. And we saw Fallen Idol, I think they had like an early... 
like for the amount of money that we normally charge for a movie, <laughs> yeah. you get to see a nitrate show. Mm-hmm. And it was actually a really good movie. <laughs> oh, Baines. Oh, Baines. It's very good. Um, there's a little boy in it and he's very cute. Uh, and there's like a murder mystery sort mm-hmm. of thing. And like, it's, um, it's lovely. Uh, and the glow, oh, just the Silver, light in it yeah. is so cool. beautiful. So, um, I mean, I highly recommend the nitrate picture show. Mm-hmm. It might be but a little bit of But if you have any silver nitrate film, like, in your house, you should not have it in your no, house. No, you should not. Because <laughs> it is, as as it ages, it gets... It will it will spontaneously combust. It will definitely. Like, it's only a matter of time. If it gets too hot, it will. Mm-hmm. If it gets too cold and then warms up to, at the wrong oh, temperature, God. the yeah. wrong speed, it will. So, um a lot of archives um, have to kind of yep. deal with this issue. Luckily, I don't have any nitrate film, but uh, I have some, some nitrate do. film. <laughs> Not me personally, but my museum does, and we keep it in our office. Anyway, it should be it should be like frozen. It oh, should be yeah. like near, no, it definitely near freezing. does. And we do not have it. It is no. at room temp mm. in an, in one of those cabinets, the yellow cabinets that are like, mm, and then we put stuff on top of the cabinet. It's terrible. We're all going to die one day. Anyway, platinum. <laughs> platinum is uh, currently at um, $798.50 an ounce. Uh, platinum is a chemical element with the symbol PT and the atomic number of 78. It is a dense, malleable, ductile, highly unreactive, precious, silverish white transition metal. Its name is derived from the Spanish term platina, meaning little silver. Isn't that cute? Uh, platinum is one of the least reactive metals it has remarkable resistance to corrosion even at high temperatures consequently platinum is often found chemically uncombined as native platinum so it is most often found in its purest form Uh, because it occurs naturally in the alluvial sands of various rivers it was first used by pre-columbian south american natives to produce artifacts oh cool it was referenced in european writings as early as the 16th century but it was not until antonio de ulloa he published a report on a new metal of Colombian origin in 1748 that it began to be investigated by scientists. Um, platinum is used in catalytic converters, laboratory equipment, electrical contacts and electrodes, platinum resistance thermometers, dentistry equipment, and of course, jewelry. Uh, being a heavy metal, it leans, it leads to health problems upon exposure to its salts. But due to its corrosion resistance, metallic platinum has not been linked to adverse health effects. So you don't want to eat the platinum. You would not want to eat platinum. Uh, Compounds containing platinum, such as cisplatin, oxalplatin, and carboplatin, are applied in chemotherapy against certain types of cancer. Oh. Yeah. Um, Platinum is an extremely rare metal occurring at a concentration of only uh, 0.005 parts per million in Earth's crust. Um, And it is sometimes mistaken for silver. Okay. Uh, the frame of the crown of Queen Elizabeth, the Queen Mother, manufactured for her coronation as consort of King George VI, is made of platinum. Uh, it was the first British crown to be made of this particular metal. Um, in the 18th century, platinum's rarity made King Louis XV of France declare it the only metal fit for a king. Of course he did. Of course he did. Um, platinum finds use in jewelry usually in 90 to 95% alloy, so relatively pure, uh, due to its inertness, um, so it doesn't react with your skin. Mm-hmm. Um, it is used for this purpose for its prestige and inherent bullion value and jewelry trade publications advise jewelers to present minute surface scratches, which they term patina as a desirable feature in an attempt to enhance value of platinum products. 
So if it's a little scratched up, that means it's like extra special. Um, in watchmaking, Vacheron, Constantine, Patek Philippe, Rolex, Breitling, and other companies use platinum for producing their limited edition watch series. And watchmakers appreciate the unique properties of platinum as it neither tarnishes nor wears out. Um, the latter quality relative to gold. Gold will wear out. Um, I mean, I'm sorry. Gold will tarnish, not wear out. Okay, you want to talk about some medals of antiquity now? Hit me with those medals of antiquity. Here we go. So the medals of antiquity are the seven medals which humans had identified and found use for in prehistoric times, and therefore, no one knows how they were discovered. Ooh. Yeah. Okay. The, the d- discovery of them has been, like, why and the how has been lost to time. So the seven medals of antiquity are gold, silver, copper, tin, lead, iron, and mercury. Mercury? Mercury? Mercury. <laughs> Mercury. Uh, so these seven are the metals from which the modern world was forged. Uh, until the discovery of arsenic in the 13th century, these were the only known elemental metals compared to the 86 known today. So for That's cool. a very long time, thousands of years, these were the only elemental metals anyone knew about. Um, the metals of antiquity generally have low melting points, with iron being the exception. Iron is the outlier. They... Iron melts at 2,800 degrees Fahrenheit. Um, and it makes it essentially impossible to melt in okay. antiquity. So it was found like whole. Um, while widely known during antiquity, these metals are by no means common. So iron is the fourth most common. Copper is the 26th. Lead is 37th. Tin is the 49th. Silver is the 65th. Mercury is 66th. And gold is the rarest of the metals of antiquity as the 72nd most common. Maybe it didn't used to be. Maybe they used it all up. Maybe they used it all up, yeah. Maybe all sorts of things are gold and silver and then they just threw it away. <laughs> um, yet, apparently, for some reason, all were known and available in tangible quantities in ancient times, which is like the big question. Because these were the seven metals of antiquity, there are writings about it. There's evidence of them. Mm-hmm. There's still like some artifacts with them made. Yet they were like relatively rare. You want some tin? I got some tin. I have some tin. And how did they find it? And how did they discover it? And why, why did they give it value? Like value, yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's interesting. Um, this is also interesting. Each of the metals were associated with one of the seven then known celestial bodies and one of the seven days of the week. Uh-huh. Yeah. So here we go. Gold is the sun and Sunday. Yes. Silver is the moon and Monday. Mm-hmm. Iron is Mars and that's Tuesday. Okay. Mercury is Mercury, and that's Wednesday. Mercury. Mm-hmm. Tin is tracks. Ju- yeah, tracks. Tin is Jupiter, and that's Thursday. Copper is Venus, Friday, and lead is Saturn, of course, Saturday. Um, so I thought that was really cool. It's a little like, it's a little astrology for you. Yeah. Speaking of astrology, I, I teased Steve about this. Not that he's a Bitcoin guy, but like Bitcoin, uh-huh. talking about like values and like just giving anything a value. Um, Steve was like, are you going to talk about Bitcoin in the precious metals? I was like, is Bitcoin a metal? No, I'm not going to talk about it, Steve. Um, and I said, by the way, I read on Twitter, it was good, that some girl was like, Bitcoin is just astrology for dudes. And it's true. <laughs> it's just like something we've all made up. If you're into Bitcoin, please tell us why. <laughs> Misinfopod at gmail.com. Um, so here are just... Ultimately, if you have a Bitcoin that you want to give to us, we accept Yeah, that. we will happily accept Bitcoin. I mean, I don't know, whatever, right? <laughs> sure, I'll take your Bitcoin. Um, 
couple of just a couple of last minute tidbits of info. Um, the rarest metal is rhodium. Rhodium. It is. Uh, it is found as one part per billion in Whoa. the Earth's crust. Yes. Um, and this was my favorite tidbit of information that I came across in my research. Okay. The federal government's largest supplier of precious metals is a privately held Bridgewater, Massachusetts company called Coins and Things. Coins and Things? Coins and Things. And it, mm, like, oh. like, apostrophe N, apostrophe Things. Coins and <laughs> Things. I was astounded. They have 50 employees, no website, no shareholders or investors, and have a revenue of approximately $6.5 billion, with a B. I am not kidding you. Wow. It is still owned by the same family. And the reason why they don't have a website is because of security reasons. Well, sure. Yeah. And also, they don't need to advertise. Well, they're rich now. They can add the A and the D. Yeah. <laughs> you think. Yeah. <laughs> like, how much more is, you know, coins and things. You'd think after they got the, the contract with the federal government, they'd be like, all right, let's get a better. Like, I wonder what the things are. I don't know. Just ingots of gold. Just like things <laughs> like raw metals. Ridiculous. Uh, so that was my topic. Uh, wow. My brief topic on precious metals. That's great. Um, so going off of the precious metals thing, I'm going to be doing a quiz on metal and hair metal bands. Great. Okay. Question number one. This actress model was best known for dancing on the hood of a car in White Snake's Here I Go Again on My Own video, and even made an appearance in a Seinfeld episode. Name that bronzed kitten. Question number two. Drummer Rick Allen lost his left arm, but didn't lose his hearing, in a car accident in 1985, but still continued to perform with this band, whose hits include Pour Some Sugar on Me and Love Bites. Question three. Rock of Love was a huge hit for VH1 in the heyday of celeb reality shows where hot groupies would compete for the sugar-free heart of what lead singer of Poison. Question number four. This band was famously unmasked in a much-hyped MTV special that aired in 1983, which revealed them to be just a bunch of floofy-haired Jewish and Italian guys. Name that band. Question number five. Which of these bands were the first to collaborate on a rap song? It became a huge hit, of course. One, Kiss. Two, Anthrax. Three, Aerosmith. Or four, Bon Jovi. Question number six. True or false, one of the greatest metal guitarists of this era is a middle-aged gentleman who performs with a KFC bucket on his head and a Michael Myers mask on his face. Question number seven. Which band is considered to be the first metal band? Hint, its lead singer had a popular reality show and a mumbly way of speaking. Question number eight. Ronnie James Dio, rock god, brief lead singer of Black Sabbath, and all-around good Italian boy, was the inventor of what metal gesture said to have been influenced by his nonna's rebuke of the devil in him? Question number nine. This operatic rock and roll superstar got his start singing and performing in Broadway shows, which definitely influenced his theatrical 12-plus minute-long songs. Name this beefy musician. And finally, question number 10. I'm going to name four styles of metal, and you're going to tell me if they're real or if I made them up. First, crust punk metal. Second, pirate metal. Third, grind whale metal. Or fourth, cute metal 
Give me a minute to think about it, and we'll be right back with answers. You ready? Ready. Question number one. This actress model was best known for dancing on the hood of a car in White Snake's Here I Go Again on My Own video and even made an appearance in a Seinfeld episode. Name that bronzed kitten. This is Tawny Katane. Tawny Katane. And this is really all I know her for is dancing on the hood of a white snake. Didn't she like beat up her husband oh, or yeah. something? Oh, man. She was... I. She's like, a I think, feisty woman. Yeah, she was a... She's a natural redhead and she really like leaned into that stereotype yeah she um well both her and her boyfriend at the time i think had like a drug and alcohol problem that was kind of like codependent Mm -hmm. and she kicked his ass kicked it and she was like arrested and she went to jail for a while and that whole thing um we do not condone domestic violence okay question number two (laughs) good disclaimer (laughs) drummer rick allen lost his left arm but didn't lose his hearing in a car accident in 1985 but still continued to perform with this band whose hits include pour some sugar on me and love bites. This is Def Leppard. It is Def Leppard. Um, Rick Allen modified his drum kit to have his left foot play the parts his left hand would normally play. Uh, and he co-runs a charity with his wife with a mission to serve, educate, and empower veterans and people in crisis. Isn't that That's lovely? Great. He lost like his whole arm. Yeah. Like he doesn't even have a shoulder anymore. It is like everything's gone. And apparently um, they tried to reattach it, but then it got septic. So he lost it. It was really bad. Anyway. Yikes. Question number three. Rock of Love was a huge hit for VH1 in the heyday of celeb reality shows where hot groupies would compete for the sugar-free heart of what lead singer of Poison? Brett Michaels. It is Brett Michaels. He is famously diabetic and did not, in fact, actually marry any of the winners of the three-season show. Oh, you mean no one married anyone from a VH1 reality show? I know. About love? astounding. I don't believe in love anymore. Um, but yeah, I remember reading, I was listening to a different podcast, um, the Jezebel Dirtcast, and they had an interview with the couple who are the, who were the producers of those shows yeah. at the time. And they were talking about Rock of Love and they were like, oh yeah, Rock of Love was so much fun. But that third season where they're on the bus, we shouldn't have done that. They were like, <laughs> <laughs> there was like a brief moment of like very Oof. intense humanity where they were like, oh yeah, no, that was a, that was really bad. Like that was not good. <laughs> We shouldn't have done that. Um, but uh, that's just, mwah, that's great. VH1, VH1 TV. All right, question number four. This band was famously unmasked in a much-hyped MTV special that aired in 1983, which revealed them to be just a bunch of floofy-haired Jewish and Italian guys. Name this band. It's got to be Kiss. It's Kiss. Uh, they then went on tour and had a whole album about them being themselves, but that didn't last long, and they're still performing with the stupid makeup. Um, <laughs> I didn't know this, but they have, like, uh, the makeup is very specific to each of them, obviously, but 
it's based on like comic book characters, not uh-huh. real comic book characters, but like if they were a comic book, this is what they would be. So Paul Stanley is known as the star child. So he's oh, a yeah. star over his eye. And uh, Gene Simmons is the demon um, because of his tongue and ew. Um, and then Ace Freely is the space man or space ace. Um, and Peter Chris, the drummer, is the cat man. And they're all still together? Um, I I think um, Ace Freely and Peter Chris are no longer with the band. Okay, But they left the band and then came back. And then now it's... Paul Stanley and Gene Simmons and like a couple of other guys that <laughs> perform in the makeup, like yeah, the space yeah. man and the, the cat man makeup. My dad hates kiss so much. Oh, I can see kiss. that. Yeah. He's not a fan of, um, useless theatrics. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Question number five, which of these bands was the first to collaborate on a rap song, which became a huge hit. Of course, kiss anthrax, Aerosmith or Bon Jovi. Uh, for some reason I had Aerosmith. It is Aerosmith. It was a mashup of walk this way with run DMC. And there was like a very famous video where like they're on two sides of like a building and like, um, what's his nuts is like using his microphone stand to like break <laughs> through the, the brick walls so that they could be like together and oh, perform, you know? Why wow. His name? What's his name? Lead singer of Aerosmith. Uh, Steven Tyler. Steven Tyler with his big ass mouth. He looks more and more like an old lady now. Have you seen him recently? He looks like a lady, like an old dude. A, looks like a lady. Dude looks like a lady. He became the song. I mean, if that's not irony, I don't know what is. All right, question number six: True or false? One of the greatest metal guitarists of this era is a middle-aged gentleman who performs with a KFC bucket on his head and a Michael Myers mask on his I face. I mean, I must say true. Yes, I don't it know. is true. His name is Buckethead, and he is one of the top ten fastest guitar shredders of all time. I know you're leaning away like you don't believe this. He also toured with Axl Rose for a while as a lead guitarist for Guns N' Roses. My dad loves Buckethead. Okay. So so face paint on a man, bad. Chicken bucket <laughs> on fa- on head, okay. I do not, I do not. Dave. I cannot begin to understand. I think it's because he is very talented in the old <laughs> finger picking. That's what I think. The old finger picking. He's concentrating on that. Yeah. Um, but he's like in his 50s now. It's so weird. Still still, still shredding away in his bucket and his mask. So, okay. <laughs> Question number seven. Which band is considered to be the first metal band? Hint, its lead singer had a popular reality show and a mumbly way of speaking. All right. This is where I go off the rails. Okay. Reality show. Mumbly. He's British. He has a penchant for munching on uh, animals that might have rabies. Oh, Ozzy Osbourne. Yes. What is the name of his band? Oh, Black Sabbath. Black Sabbath, yes. Lead singer, Ozzy Excellent. Osbourne. Mm-hmm. Thank he, you. What's that? <laughs> Thank you. Oh, you're welcome. Uh, Black Sabbath has been around in various iterations since 1968. And they're still touring with Ozzy. Oh. The bat thing, yeah, I found out it was a mistake. Yeah, oh yeah, it wasn't <laughs> supposed to be. Yeah, he didn't do it. So, so the story is that they used like for some reason at their shows, people would throw rubber rubber bats, yeah, at him. Uh huh. And you know he would like catch him and like you know be like, uh, you know I'm the devil, you know like yeah. whatever. And then somehow like a bat got in or someone threw a real bat yeah. or something along those lines. And he grabbed the bat and was like, ah, and I, can you imagine the horror that went through his mind? 
But he went with he it, He was I probably guess. on a lot of drugs. Oh, yeah, that's true. He had a real dr- bad drinking problem. Yeah. I think he still does, actually. Um, but yeah. We're not... We're gonna, we don't know. We don't know, though. We don't know. We also don't condone drug use. Okay. Or eating... Winged or mammals. Eating winged mammals. Exactly. Strong stance by misinformation. Okay. Question number eight. Ronnie James Dio, also known as Dio, rock god, brief lead singer of Black Sabbath, an all-around good Italian boy, was the inventor of what metal gesture said to have been influenced by his nunna's rebuke of the devil in him? Is that like those devil horns? Yes. The metal with horns the, or the devil horns. With your pinky and your pointer Index finger, finger in the air. And if you... If you like wiggle it, that's like the surf thing. No, that's a uh, thumb and pinky. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> if you if you do the devil horns uh-huh. and like put your thumb over the two fingers that are down, that's uh-huh. the I love you symbol in um, American Sign Language. Yeah, that. Okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, apparently, uh, much like the uh, malocchio, which is the evil eye. Uh-huh. Huh? Uh, it's Italian. And if you point the devil horns at someone, you're like rebuking them. Oh like boy. the devil is in you, Malocchio. Um, so yeah, so he was the inventor of that and now people still do it. It's cool. All right, question number nine. This operatic rock and roll superstar got his start singing and performing on Broadway shows, which definitely influenced his theatrical 12 plus minute long songs. Name this beefy musician. It's... It's the meatloaf. It is meatloaf. Two words, incidentally. He is not meatloaf. He is meatloaf. Uh, he was born Marvin Lee a day. And during the recording of his band, which was known as Meatloaf Soul, uh, their first song, he hit a note so high that he managed to blow a fuse on the recording monitor. Whoa. He does have an incredible range, or at least did have an incredible range. He's a little bit older now. He might not have the range anymore. Um, but meatloaf is kind of my uh, guilty pleasure. I love a meatloaf song. I love Bad Out of Hell. It's a great album. All 34 minutes of yeah, that. Yeah. I'll listen to an hour and a half All of... <laughs> 48 minutes of Paradise by the Dashboard Light. <laughs> oh, my God. I, the, I'm not, I don't really care for that one. Okay. Question number 10. I'm going to name four styles of metal, and you're going to tell me if they're real or if I made them up. Okay. Crust punk. Real. Yes. Uh, pirate. Fake. It is real. <sighs> yeah. Okay, grind whale. Real. Fake. Uh, I made that up. You know how hard it was to make up a style of metal? Anything I thought of. I was like, Meat See, that metal. was the one I was like, that's the most real sound. Oh, good, I'm glad. Okay, finally, cute metal. Cute metal. Yeah. Real. It is real. It's huge in Japan. It's known as kawaii or idol metal. Um, and there is a very popular uh, band called Baby Metal, which was on The Late Show with Stephen Colbert couple years ago and they're like little tiny Japanese girls and then an entire backing band of like shredding metal guys like meedly 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 and they're singing it is it's amazing I stood I was late to work watching that I stood in front of the tv like I can't believe I'm watching this this has to be a joke no kawaii metal is a real ass thing and baby metal is very popular um, so there you go. Yeah, it is very hard to make up a style of metal. I was like, meat metal. Nope, real. Dog metal. Real. <laughs> Blood metal? Yes, absolutely. Like any kind of like vaguely grind core, grind yeah. por- porn core, grind porn. Like uh, just 
the cre- the Wikipedia page for different styles Take your of magnetic metal. poetry yeah. and just throw it at the fridge. It's crazy. So people who love metal, God bless. Well, thank, thank you, Lord. <laughs> no <laughs> thank problem. Thank you so much. Um, I have a mea culpa, briefly, quick, quick. I should have said this at the beginning, at the top. But um, we, I made a mistake in my last episode about architects. I talked about that very shocking story of um, Frank Lloyd Wright's family being, like, destroyed. Yeah. Um, and I said that the fire and the murder happened in Taliesin West in Arizona, but I was incorrect. Okay. Um, it actually happened at Taliesin in um, Wisconsin. Oh, okay. Uh, and that was the original Taliesin that he okay. built for his mistress, mm-hmm. um, Mama. So uh, I we had an email from a very attentive listener named Jan. Thank you, Jan. Um, she had read Loving Frank, the book, last year, and she said that she was like, mm, that's not right. So she sent us an email. So thank you, Jan. I appreciate that. When I was listening to it that week, I was like, damn it. That was definitely not in Arizona. It was <laughs> definitely in Wisconsin. So thank you, Jan, for keeping your ears open. And uh, yeah, we appreciate that. Ooh, um, we have some fun listener submitted trivia. Oh, you want to do the song? Ready? Listener submitted trivia. Yes. All right, um, from our listener, Jennifer V. Ooh, Jennifer V. We got v. a couple of good, tri- couple of good tidbits. Mm-hmm. Um, she wants us to know that seven U.S. states have the northern cardinal as their state bird. Oh. Scientific name, Cardinalis Cardinalis. Oh, it's easy to remember. I can remember that one. Um, humans come from chimps and bonobos. Uh, chimps are aggressive, warring primates with a male-dominated society. But bonobos prefer to make peace, not war, with a female-dominated society. This makes you think about the history of humans. Mm, that says, is interesting. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Jennifer. And finally, the northern shrike, a bird, is known to impale lizards on barbed <gasps> wire to mark their territory. <laughs> Ooh, why isn't the northern shrike a state bird? That's amazing. Wow, that's very... That's super intelligent, though, where you're like, watch out. Yep. This See is all mine. these? This is mine. This is mine. That's cool. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you, Jennifer. That Thank was you, very Jennifer. interesting. Um, so if you want to send us some listener submitted trivia and we will shout you out on the show, uh, you can email us at the previously like six time mentioned uh, misinfopod <laughs> at gmail.com. You can tweet at us. We are on Twitter at misinfopod. Uh, you can uh, head on over to our Facebook page and write on our wall. We are misinformation colon a trivia podcast. Um, and we also have a website where uh, you can write in the comments. Or whatever. I think we might have comments disabled. Do we have comments disabled? All yeah. right. Well, then just Don't, visit our website to yeah. see. <laughs> Don't write us anything. Don't there. write us anything on the website. We, won't we got see plenty it. of ways. Yeah. We got plenty. Triple dub dot misinfopod.com. Yep. Um, you, if you're listening to this, you already found us. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Um, if you need well, to recommend us to some friends, we're on iTunes slash Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, and whatever podcast app you prefer using our RSS feed. Um, and then if you're on our website or on our Twitter, you might notice we have a little link um, to PayPal if you want to throw a few bucks our way um, as a tip jar. We'd appreciate it. We're, um, we're really looking at some good equipment upgrades. Yes. We're very excited. Yeah. We're going to get new headphones, guys. Sorry to spoil. 
Sorry to spoil. <laughs> so thank you to everyone who's uh, donated to us oh, so yes. far. You guys we, are our gold star listeners. Gold star listeners. Um, so thank you so much, you guys. And uh, thank you for listening. Please tell a friend. Rate, review, and subscribe. All that good stuff. And, and uh, we'll get you next time. We will catch you next time. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.